336 on KDKA as we're talking about some world news here. Word coming out of Dubai today. Environmental activists are not happy. They're criticizing the appointment of a sultan to manage a United Nations conference on climate. United Arab Emirates naming its chief or naming, excuse me, the chief executive of its national oil company as the president of this year's United Nations Climate Summit. And that is drawing harsh criticism. Gulf State saying that Sultan Al-Jaber, the chief executive of Abu Dhabi National Oil Company, or ADNOC, would be tasked with framing the agenda of the COP28 summit in Dubai, which opens at the end of November. He is a top Emirati technocrat, also the country's minister for industry and technology and special envoy on climate change. Played a leading role in the country's move to finance and produce more renewable and more nuclear energy. He said COP28 comes, quote, during a critical year and a critical decade for climate action, end quote. He said the UAE, the world's seventh biggest oil producer, would adopt an inclusive approach to the climate summit that engages all stakeholders from public and private sectors. His words. Climate activists, however, calling on him to relinquish his role as ADNOC CEO, saying it represents a conflict of interest with his position as the president-designate. This goes beyond putting the fox in charge of the hen house, says Teresa Anderson, global lead on climate justice at ActionAid, which is a South African-based nonprofit. She added that the oil industry is trying to use the COP summits as an opportunity for greenwashing in a way that puts our planet's future at risk. A spokesperson for the conference said that uh, Mr. Jobber has worked as a diplomat, a government minister, a business leader in the energy and the renewables sector. His experience, quote, uniquely positions him to be able to convene both the public and private sector to bring about pragmatic solutions to achieve the goals and aspirations of the Paris Climate Agreement, said a spokesperson. Climate activists previously had criticized Egypt for extending the first invitation to an oil and gas companies to take part in COP27, which was hosted at the Red Sea Resort town of Sharm el-Sheikh. The climate activists and the Gulf oil producers blocked strong language on phasing down fossil fuels as part of the final agreement there. Now, an executive director of the Climate Action Network International said appointing this uh, uh, oil exec to head the summit is tantamount to a full-scale capture of the U.N. climate talks by a petrostate national oil company and its associated fossil fuel lobbyists. That's a mouthful, isn't it? It's tantamount to a full-scale capture of the U.N. climate talks by a petrostate national oil company and its associated fossil fuel lobbyists. The UAE, Saudi Arabia, and other major oil producers have often complained that climate talks exclude oil and gas companies altogether, which they say provide an important bridge between what energy production looks like today and how it evolves in the future. They have also put their fossil fuel executives in charge of efforts to build renewable energy industries. So let's talk about this. Because I really, I, I can see both sides of this one. I, I really can. To me, it makes perfect sense that they did what they did. It also makes perfect sense that the people who are on the environmental side of the argument are fighting mad about it. 
is the number that you can jump in. So who should be in charge of the climate summit then? If you ask the environmentalists, they say certainly not somebody who's in the oil business. So who should it be? Well, somebody who is going to be interested in climate change and, and making sure that that doesn't happen. Well, isn't that putting one of your people in charge? You don't want the other side to be in charge. You want your side to be in charge. So you're not really upset about the fact that he is. It's more the fact that yours is not. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Here is somebody who has been involved in a tremendous number of things in his career. According to the UAE, United Arab Emirates, he's the chief executive of Abu Dhabi National Oil. So he knows what it is to be part of that particular. He understands that better than anybody on the other side possibly can. Yet at the same time, he also is the ministry's or the, is the country's minister rather for industry and technology, and he is a special envoy on climate change. He has played a very large role in the country's move to not only finance but to produce more renewable and more nuclear energy. So his job in that role is to do what? Produce more renewable energy. Why are they producing more renewable energy? Why do they want to do that? Because of climate change issues. Because of edicts that have come down, because of the pressure on them to to do these sorts of things, they're looking into it. They're saying, okay, what can we do that we can live up to those standards, live up to those guidelines, live up to, say, the Paris Accords, Paris Climate Agreement. So you've got somebody who understands it from both sides. I, I don't see why people are so upset about it. I can understand that you're going to say, no, but to, that, that you're going to say, well, why in the world would you put somebody who's in charge of oil? Why would you let them set the agenda? They're not going to put anything on the agenda that goes contrary, that is going to hurt their industry. You're not going to put anything on the agenda that's going to hold, hold them back, that's going to make them cut back, it's going to make them uh, roll back their production. But what he says, plain and simple, is that they are looking to have an inclusive approach to the climate summit that engages all stakeholders from public and private sectors. That's what he does, public and private sectors. He's in the government sector, but there also is private industry that's involved in oil production. There is public sector information there. And he also realizes that in the private sector, you've got people on the other side who are not at all happy about the fact that he's been put in charge as the president-designate for this particular situation. Greenwashing is a term that has been thrown out there. An opportunity to greenwash in a way that puts our planet's future at risk is what Teresa Anderson said, who is, again, with Action Aid in South Africa. Um. I don't know. I, I the, the one thing that I heard that resonated with me as I was reading through this story um, is, again, coming from the COP28 
from the UAE. His experience uniquely positions him to be able to convene both public and private sector to bring about pragmatic solutions to achieve the goals and aspirations of the Paris Climate Agreement. I, I, I absolutely agree with that. He has the experience to do something that I don't think anybody on the climate side has the ability to do. I think that the the issue is that on that side, people are going to want to get their way and their way only. I think he is in a position where he has to hear what they have to say. He has to live by some of the things that have already been agreed upon. And he has the ability to be able to comment on and have people involved in this particular situation who are on the other side as well. I don't see why that's a problem. Isn't that how you ultimately get a solution to a problem? Is having both sides involved in a solution? If it's not both sides, it's not going to work long term. One side's going to be happy as can be. The other side's fighting mad and can't wait to turn it over. Can't wait to, to see somebody else fail. I don't see why it's a problem that we bring both sides together and see if they can't come up with something in this meeting. But I don't know. Maybe that's an old-fashioned notion.